Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. To you, O Lord. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals and do not greet anyone on the road. When you enter a house, first say, peace to this house. If someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. Stay there, eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. When you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what is offered to you. Heal those who are ill and tell them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, in that short clip from the mission, we saw Rodriguez, who had carried that bundle, which was it contained all of his worldly possessions, as a penance for all of the some of the terrible things that he'd done in his life. He carried them as a penance up this waterfall. And he gets to the top, and then he's set free of his burdens by some of those he had wronged. And the reason that I showed that is because there's an interesting conundrum in our readings this morning, or our reading from Paul's letter to the church in Galatia. Because if you'd like to turn to um, that that reading, um, either in your sheet or on page 1172 in the church Bibles... Here's the conundrum. Chapter 6, verse 2. Paul says, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you'll fulfill the law of Christ. Well, that sounds fairly easy. Look at verse 5. He says, for each one should carry their own load. So what does he mean by that? Carry each other's burdens, or do we carry our own load? There's a contradiction, isn't there? But in truth, we all carry burdens in life, don't we? Some of us have financial burdens, bigger and smaller ones. For some, it means perhaps hardly making it through every week and every month, never perhaps making it into the black, always carrying an overdraft, an interest, and so on. For others, it may be a burden of leadership. You may lead a team at work, run a department, be a vicar of a church. No, it's not that much of a burden. But but, but there's the burden of leadership. There's the burden of pain. For many people live with pain, physical pain, emotional pain. That can be a huge burden. Many people live with the burden of expectations. People expect you to achieve this and produce that and run around and do that. And you live under a burden of expectation. Some people live under the burden of abuse. For some that's physical, 
And for some, that may be emotional. It may be verbal, psychological abuse. That's a terrible burden. For some, you're living with the burden of unemployment. That you wake up in the morning and you think, another day without a job. When am I going to have a job? When's God going to give me a job? For some, there's the burden of care. You've got elderly relatives who need constant attention, constant looking after, or perhaps young children. There's also the burden of loneliness. Many people in our parish are widows or widowers, or perhaps single parents as well, who live largely on their own, and that can be a very lonely place to be. So we all carry burdens. So what is this contradiction that Paul has, that carry each other's burdens, and then a few verses later, each one should carry their own load. If we can solve this mystery, perhaps it'll help us to carry our burdens in our lives. So let's look at the text. The context of this chapter 6 in his letter to the church in Galatia is that Paul has been explaining to the Christians there what it looks like or what the qualities are of life in the spirit in the previous chapter, chapter 5. It's one of the most famous passages. He says that the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. He's describing the qualities of, of, of a, a spirit-filled believer's life. And then in chapter 6, he goes on to, to describe how this actually plays out in the community of faith within the church. And in verse 2, he says, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you'll fulfill the law of Christ. Well, at one level, it's very clear, isn't it? We're meant to carry one another's burdens. God doesn't mean for us to go through life carrying our burdens all by ourselves. And then there's this very strong statement. He says, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. What does he mean by that? Well, in the previous chapter as well, in chapter 5, verse 14, he's actually laid that out. He says, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command... Love your neighbor as yourself. So for Paul the Apostle, carrying one another's burdens is exactly equivalent to loving one another, to loving our neighbor. And of course, when Jesus was asked by his disciples what were the greatest commandments, it was to love God and to love each other, to love our neighbor. And in the Gospel of John, Jesus said, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. And so this burden carrying, this burden sharing is absolutely Jesus-like. Jesus calls us to carry each other's burdens as a sign of our love for each other. However, there's a problem or a difficulty sometimes because many of us have been brought up and for one reason or another we feel that it's a sign of kind of weakness to ask other people to help us with our problems. And we think it's a sign of strength to shoulder that burden all by ourselves. But that's not very helpful. In fact, there's a real danger that if you do that, you can end up suffocating underneath the weight of the burdens. We have a friend who, in the not-too-distant past, 
went to lead a church. But at the same time that he did that, he decided to undertake a very high, in-depth level of study. And at the same time that he did that, he started up one or two new ministries. And he thought that he could cope with all of that. And at the same time, he had a lot of other things going on in his life. And, and it sunk him. And he burnt out. And so sadly, he's not leading that church anymore. And that's the danger. If we don't share one another's burdens, God, God asks us to do that. We're to share one another's burdens, carry one another's burdens. So, what does Paul mean then? What's the, uh, this, this strange mystery that in verse 5 he then says, for each one should carry their own load. What's that all about? Well, I, didn't, I don't think I would have got to the bottom of this if it wasn't for classical Greek scholarship. Now, I stand before you this morning and tell you that that is not one of my gifts. All right? um, but luckily, it was one of the gifts of John Stott, one of the great Bible teachers of recent years. And uh, I was reading a commentary on, on Galatians, um, written by John Stott. And he put his finger on, 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 on the issue. And it's this. In verse 2... The word, the Greek word, the original Greek word that's written for burdens is baros. And baros means a really heavy burden. So it's, it's something like this, okay? Oh, oh, oh. That, is, that is heavy. That is a, a heavy burden. I could not carry that burden through life. Imagine that's, that's a burden I'm carrying. There's no way I would get through life if I was carrying that burden all the time. That's baros. But in verse 5, when he says each one should carry their own load, the word is fortune. And fortune means it was an everyday term for a man's pack that he carried. So it was something more like this. This is a fortune. Okay? And this is a, this is a weight, this is a burden, a load that we are meant to carry through life. This may be, it may be connected with our calling with the things that, we, that we're called to do. And these are godly burdens. Um, and it may also be some of the things, some of the ways in which we offload other people's burdens. Because you see, if I'm not coping with this heavy load that I'm trying to drag through life, then one thing that you can do is you can take your pack and you can say, look, I'll take some of that. I'll take some of your load. And that's okay because it still fits within, within my pack, the fortune. And, I can, and, and that can be carried through life. So someone could do that for me if, if I couldn't carry that burden. And then I could go and I could, I could share this burden with some friends. And, and they could take some of the burden from me as well. So they might take, <laughs> they might take more of this burden now. There we go. And, and in the end, if, if, if that burden's shared out, actually, do you know what? This, this comes to resemble more like the pack, the fortune. And actually, now I can carry it through life. It's okay. So do you see what Paul's saying? He's saying we are to carry each other's burdens, but we're also to carry our own load, the one that God's given us, the one that we're made for. And so there are two questions, really, that we, need to, that we need to think about this morning. One is, 
Are we carrying a burden that we shouldn't be carrying all by ourselves? And if so, we need to share it. And there may be one or two people here thinking, well, it's all very well saying that, but I I don't really have anyone I can share that with, or I don't know who I can share that with. Let me make you an invitation. If, If you're in that position, come and share it with me. Or come and share it with Kirsty, if, if, if that would be easier for you. Because we're meant to share our burdens. Don't let your burdens take you down. And the second question we need to be thinking about is, how can I offload someone else's burden? Without overburdening myself, how can I come alongside someone, love someone, and take someone else's burden? And finally, this business of burden-bearing is very Christ-like because there's one burden that I haven't mentioned yet and that's the burden of sin. All the stuff that we've messed up in, done wrong in our lives. And the wonderful news is that God's love for us is so great that he doesn't ask us to carry that one. He doesn't ask us to carry that at all. Because he loved us so much that he sent his son Jesus, who died on the cross. He carried all of our sin, every single bit of it, everything that we have ever done wrong and ever will do wrong, or said or thought. And he was nailed to the cross, and he died carrying the burden of our sin. And so we are set free from that when we turn to Christ. It's a very Christ-like thing to burden carry. Christ carried our burdens. And so today, as you come up for communion, as you take the bread, I'd like you to say thank you to Jesus for carrying your burden of sin. And I'd like you to, as you take the cup of wine, to say, Lord, I accept the load that you've given me, that I'm meant to carry, and bring to him those things which you know you ought not to be carrying. And if that's a difficult thing for you to do, and you'd like help with that, after the service, the prayer ministry team will be um, over there by, by the candle after the service is finished, and they would love to pray with you. If you'd like to pray to, have, to be released of a burden. We saw Rodriguez being released of his burden of guilt for, for all of the things he'd done wrong. The native South American Indian cut away his burden and in doing so forgave him for all that had happened. And God does that with each one of us. Amen.